0: mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, the words of Jesus, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. You know, dear friends of Christ, our text this morning needs a little context because those words of Jesus were not just spoken out of clear blue. Um, Jesus was in Jerusalem and he was teaching in the temple courts. Crowds were gathered around him like they normally would do. And... Then kind of a scene takes place. The scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, are dragging a woman in the street. She's kicking and she's screaming. She, apparently, they, they, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. They pulled her from the bed and they dragged her into the streets. And You can imagine the scene. She was dragged into the streets before Jesus because the scribes and Pharisees wanted to get Jesus' opinion about this. What should we do with this adulterous woman? The law said, stone her. What would Jesus say? Jesus knew they were trying to test him, trying to trick him, and Jesus said, if anyone of you is without sin, you cast the first stone. Well... All those scribes and Pharisees knew they were better than this sinner. She was an adulterer. She's already judged. These judgmental men had in their mind what they were going to do. Then Jesus started inviting them one by one to come forward as he wrote in the dirt. What did he write in the dirt? Something that each of those people didn't want anybody to know. Secret. Shameful hidden sins worthy of their death one by one Jesus writes in the dirt they look at it and Jesus wipes it away and they walked away all the judgmental men had left Jesus told the women where are they? where did everybody go that was judging you? has no one condemned you? and she said no one Lord and Jesus says I don't condemn you either I set you free Go and sin no more. The woman was guilty of her sin. But more importantly, she was forgiven. And that's the message of reformation. Forgiveness freed her. Forgiveness set her free. It gave her a whole brand new life. Because the words of Jesus do that. The words of Jesus set us free. The blood of Jesus sets us free. So that if the Son sets you free you'll be truly free indeed. And our theme, free indeed. Do you realize in your life that you're enslaved to sin? Sometimes we feel like it, sometimes we don't feel like it so much, but we're in bondage. No matter what we do, we will sin. You can't make it through a day without sinning. Matter of fact, we've been sinning since the day we were conceived. Conceived. The the problem is of sin constantly plagues us and if you're a faithful child of God you hate that I hate that sin plagues me I hate what I am what I do how I do it again our sin drags us down to that pit of eternal destruction making us know that as I sin as I disappoint God what a wretched man that I am I'm deserving of eternal punishment. I'm bound to that sin. Only Jesus can set us free from that hellish pit. Only the power of the blood of Christ. And Jesus knows our dilemma. And he says, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Simple stuff. If you practice sin, you're a slave to sin. How many of you sin? You're a practicing sinner. Practicing sinners don't get along well. The Pharisees, they were practicing sinners. The woman caught in adultery, she was a practicing sinner. You and I were practicing sinners, enslaved in bondage to sin. Now, does that bother you that you're enslaved to sin? It should. It should bother you. That you practice sin and are enslaved to it. It should bother you, but for some it doesn't bother you. Now, if it doesn't bother you, maybe perhaps the best thing for you to do is to examine yourself, as God's Word tells you to do. Get on your knees and recognize God's truth. There's no one that's done good. No, not one, and you're not good, and you don't deserve His grace, and you don't deserve His mercy. If your sin does bother you, though, then join the rest of us as good Christians. We feel burdened by the law. We practice sin. We're enslaved to it. We're well aware of that. If your sin bothers you, join the crowd. Martin Luther felt that way too and despaired, right? He despaired of his brokenness, of the wrath of God. If if you sin, you are enslaved to sin, and your sin convicts you. It convicts us all. No one's set free. And if there's any hope of salvation, there's got to be another answer. It's not going to be found in us. Not in the people that practice sin. On this Reformation Day, we once again hear the message that the gospel frees us. Can't free ourselves. We practice sin. We're enslaved to sin. Sinners can't free themselves. We're enslaved. We have to be set free. And the gospel message talks about that freedom. Martin Luther is the founder of the Reformation movement. He's that teaching where the gospel was brought back to the church. The gospel, it was always been found in the Bible, but had been lost As the leaders of the church weren't reading scripture the way they should anymore. Now it's and then of course then the church leaned on the law. You have to be good to get to heaven. It's not that the law is wrong. Listen, God's law is holy, God's law is right, God gave us his his law. That's the way God wants us to live. God's law is always good, always right. It's just the law can't save us. The law makes me realize I'm enslaved. The law makes me realize I practice sin. I'm enslaved to sin. Romans 3.20 gives us a clear description of what the law does. From the Living Bible, no one can ever be made right in God's sight by doing what the law commands. For the more we know of God's laws, the clearer it becomes that we weren't obeying them. His law serves only to make us see that we are sinners. In short, the law shows us our sin, makes us realize. The law never delivers us. The law never saves us from the bondage to sin. It only reveals that we're in bondage. The law only reveals the trouble, the problem. Well, Martin Luther rediscovered the gospel that frees us. The mantra of the Reformation saved by grace alone, saved by God's undeserved love alone, set free. Through the blood of Jesus, God sets His people free. And then from the theme of the Reformation, saved by grace alone, flow five solas. Solas means solo or alone, right? The words alone. We are saved by grace alone. Sola, alone. Grace alone. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We're saved by faith alone. The just shall live by faith, Romans 1.17. We are saved by Scripture alone. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. And Paul writes, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.15 And therefore, to God alone, sola, to God alone be all the glory. We read about that in the book of Jude. And now all glory be to Him alone who is God, who saves us through Jesus Christ our Lord. yes. Splendor and majesty, power and authority are His from the beginning. His they are, and His they evermore shall be. And He's able to keep you from slipping and falling away, and to bring you sinless and perfect into His glorious presence with mighty shouts of everlasting joy. Amen. Well, I would guess amen. For those words are certainly true. We are free in the blood of Christ. And although this good news has always been found in God's Word, it never disappeared, it had been lost. Uh, and Can you imagine that, the church losing the gospel? Martin Luther rediscovered it. Uh, Christ's blood sets us free, His blood. The righteousness of Jesus clothe us. It's nothing we do. Just like the woman caught in adultery, she hadn't done anything to be saved. Go and sin no more. My blood covers you. Those are freeing words for people like us, people enslaved to sin. You know, we can't stop sinning. We sin, and we sin, and we sin again. Then we sin some more. You think about it. The woman at the well, the, the, the woman that was marched before the man caught in adultery, she was enslaved, bound in sin, guilty of adultery. But Jesus said, if any one of you is without sin, let him cast the first stone. None of us can cast that first stone of judgment because none of us were without that sin. However, we are the redeemed. We're the redeemed of Christ. We've been set free. We live in freedom of the gospel. Is there a sin that's burdening you? Like the woman who was caught in adultery, I'm sure that sin bothered her as she was being drugged through the streets. Is there a sin that enslaves you, something in your past that burdens you, haunts you, is ever before your mind? Let it go. Release it. Lives a child of God who has been set free by the blood and the grace of God. As Jesus told the adulterous woman, Jesus so now tells you, from now on, go and sin no more. And we're set free from the bondage of sin and death, from the power of the devil, from Satan, and from the death. Now, there's two kinds of death in the Bible there's temporal death and eternal death. And God can't save us from the temporal death, but He does save us from the eternal death. The temporal death is the curse. You're going to feel the curse. The soul that sins will surely die. That's going to happen. How many of you fear death? Does death haunt you? Do any sins haunt you? Let it go. Your bondage to sin and to the devil and to, and to death ha- has been conquered by Christ. You will rise and you will live. We acknowledge that in Jesus' words. If you hold to my teachings, Jesus, says you really are my disciples, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Martin and Katie Luther lived confidently in that promise. But that didn't mean their lives were a uh, you know, piece of cake. They, they suffered. Suffering even, even death plagued their family, as death plagues your family. On December 10th, 1527, Katie gave birth to their second child, Elizabeth. It was right during the outbreak of the plague. Horrible time. Kind of like COVID, there were a lot of deaths. But many more back then because there was no medicine. And you know what happened? Little Elizabeth, she lived about a year, and the next August, she died. Luther was devastated. And he wrote, My baby daughter, little Elizabeth, has passed away. It's amazing what a sick heart she has left to me. So much grief has overcome me because of her. Never before would I believe that a father's heart could have such tender feelings for his child. Do pray to the Lord for me. But this was not the end of his grief. Luther's pain was even worse when he lost his teenage daughter Magdalena. September 15, 1942. It's recorded in Luther's works, volume 54. It describes his feelings. When Luther's daughter was in the agony of death, he fell on his knees before the bed and weeping bitterly prayed that God might save her. But she gave up the ghost in the arms of her father. Her mother was in the same room farther from the bed on account of her grief. Several references suggest and explain the struggle that they all face, the struggle in times of death. But my children, guess what? We're set free. We are the redeemed. Though there is the curse of sin and death, though we are in bondage to sin and death, and though the wages of sin is death, we have a victory in Christ Jesus. And when Magdalena died, Martin Luther said, I am joyful in spirit, but according to my flesh, the flesh doesn't take kindly to this. The separation troubles me above above measure. It's strange to know that she's surely at peace and that she is well off very well off and yet I grieve so much and as the coffin was taken away from their home for that's, that was a funeral home back in those days they put the coffin in the living room Luther commented I've just sent a saint to heaven yes a living saint would that our death be like this and then turning to the others Luther said do not be sorrowful I've sent a saint to heaven. In fact, I've sent two of them. Have you known that spiritual battle? Grieving because somebody died and yet rejoicing because you know they're in heaven? I've been around a great deal of death as a pastor, and in every circumstance, it's always difficult. Yet in Christ, we have a promise. In Christ, we're set free. And you remember how Jesus said it? If you hold to my teachings, you are my disciples. And you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.